0: That's Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. we prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Block Talk Radio. We
1: want information. Information.
2: Information. Who are you? The new number two. Who is number one? Man, none of it is true. Not I am a free man. <laughs> you. You're beginning
3: to believe the illusions. You're beginning to think that the tomb is reality and that your own lives are unreal.
2: Woe to you. is
3: not the truth. Television is a goddamn amusement park.
4: (laughs) Let him who hath understanding reckon the number of the beast.
2: For it is a human. Its number is six (laughs) hundred and six.
4: It is the world that has been pulled over your eyes to blind you from the
2: Don't turn off your television sets. Turn them off now. Turn them off right now. Turn them off and leave them off. Turn them off right in the middle of the sentence I'm speaking to you now. Turn them off!
3: Well, if you want the truth, go to God because that's the only place you're ever going to find any real truth. Ladies and gentlemen, the Network News Hour with the Zoot <laughs> And the skeletons in the closet. For tonight, another segment of Box Populi. And starring a mad prophet of the airways, ladies and gentlemen, let's hear it. How do you feel?
2: We're hell, yes we're
3: Ladies
1: and gentlemen, the network news. Oh my goodness. God bless you, everybody. I have a delay in my microphone. It's freaking me out, so I'm going to shut it down. God bless you, everybody. How How's everybody doing? Praise the Lord. This is the day the Lord has made. We... We'll rejoice and be glad in it. Oh, thank you, Father God. We come before you today. We just say thank you. Praise you, Lord. You are worthy to be praised, Father God. Thank you for choosing us. Thank you for giving us eyes to see and ears to hear, Lord. Thank you so much. Lord, without you, we are virtually nothing. We just come before you today. Lord, we dedicate our lives to you. We dedicate this day to you. Lord, we dedicate our families to you. Lord, let us just praise your name to everyone we come in contact with today. Lord, help us to understand the times that we live in. Help us to discern exactly what's going on. Lord, help us to see with eyes of truth. Lord, give us the vision that you want us to have to see what's unfolding. Lord, help us to sense the time praise you, Lord. You are so worthy. Father God, thank you so much for everything that you do. Thank you so much, Lord. Lord, we just ask today that you would just speak to us, Lord, that you would just open up your word to us, Lord. That you would just, Lord, be tender to our hearts, Lord. Lord, help us to reach the lost. We ask for this, we believe through this, and we receive this all in the name of your blessed Son, Jesus. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. Oh, everybody, the Lord is good and His mercy endures forever. You know, I woke up today and I got to tell you, I wasn't feeling it, you know? I just wasn't feeling it. I was having a hard time. Uh... You know, just with the sense of lethargy, just weighed down. You know, there are things in my life, there are decisions that you make, they have consequences and whatnot. And it's easy to get depressed uh, or, or at least be overcome with feelings of of sadness or whatever. these are those days that Jesus spoke about that they that things are going to get super hectic generally i wake up and i'm fully excited to get uh to my prayer life generally i'm fully excited to get right into the word in the morning right when i get up and today it was just it was hard it was hard Oh, I have workmen in my house. Hold on a second. I have to go to break.
0: If I were the devil, if I were the prince of darkness, I'd want to engulf the whole world in darkness, and I'd have a third of its real estate and four-fifths of its population, but I wouldn't be happy until I had seized the ripest apple on the tree, V. So I'd set about however necessary to take over the United States. with diseases for which there is no cure. In other words, if I were the devil, I'd just keep right on doing what he's doing. Paul Harvey.
1: Hey everybody, God bless you. Hope everything's well. I am trying to sort out technical difficulties. Oh. And it is what it is. So here we are. We've got workmen in my building. They got banging everywhere and they just stop. So isn't that isn't that just the way it goes? It's all good. I'm back. Here it is. So just want to touch base again with the Lord real quick. Lord, thank you, Father God, for everything that you do for your children. Thank you for all that you do in our lives and for our families and just for bringing us to this point, Lord. You are an amazing, amazing Father to us. Thank you, Lord, for all that you do in our lives. Thank you for the protection, Lord. Thank you for just this quickening of our spirits that has brought us back to this place, Lord, where we are striving and seeking and chasing after you. That's where we need to be in this moment in these last times is chasing and running after you. Lord, you promise that if we drew, drew near to you, you draw near to us. So that's what we're doing, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Holy Spirit. Thank you. Thank you for working in our lives. All right, everybody. I'm situated. I got my... Thank goodness for backups and all and plan B's backups and plan B's, are phenomenal and the Lord really is good and his mercy does endure forever so I'm overwhelmed, I was talking about the fact that I woke up this morning for the first time in a long time, just sort of you know with that heavy feeling some people say it's CERN, I know that Michael from around the world talks about this and it makes a lot of sense makes a lot of sense. I mean, there are so many things going on in the world that are all converging all at once. I used to have an old girlfriend that used to love the word conflagration. She'd say, it's a conflagration! And you know what? That's an all-consuming fire, and that's exactly what's coming on. There's going to be a conflagration of supernatural things colliding with just... Wars and rumors of wars. I mean, I just don't... I don't see the world... having any idea what's coming their way. They have virtually no concept. You know, and I wonder what... what are we to do in these last moments? What are we to do... in these last minutes to be as effective as humanly possible? I know that for me in my life... It's the pursuit of abandoning every single thing that isn't pushing me towards Jesus. So I know that when you start to actually measure your life against Jesus, and, and and you know asking that question, it sounds so trite, right? Because the world made it a cliche. But what 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 in fact would Jesus do? And once we start to practice that in every single situation of our lives, things will definitely rapidly change. I know that for me, I used to be addicted to everything. You know, from the media to you name it, all the worldly stuff, I was I was involved. I was into it. I tried it. Whatever. I partied. I mean, I just, I bought into it. Like, do as thou will, you know, and, and that left me just hollow. I've had a few opportunities to have, uh, you know, spending sprees. And I can remember just getting home after spending and having all these new toys and just feeling empty. Emptier than I was before I set out. The thought of it was better than the actuality. And I'm at a different point now. I had a few things happen to me in the last couple of years. People killing themselves. Very close people to me committing suicide. People who had everything. Uh, close people in my life who I had let in real close who weren't Christians and who, you know, took advantage of me uh, and lied to me and just acted despicably. And, you know, I learned a lot of things in the last couple of years. Um, Primarily, one of the things I learned is about forgiveness and, and how to move on from that and how to not carry resentments. And that's a huge, massive thing. And one of the... You know, that comes with confessing our sins to each other. You know, this is a process. There's a sanctification process that needs to happen. You know, I often talk about uh, and tell everybody sort of where I'm at and what I'm doing and what the Lord's doing in my life because that's all I can tell you. I don't know what the Lord's doing in your life. Uh, If you want to call in and talk about what the Lord's doing in your life, rock and roll, I'd love to hear you. But the reality is is all, all I know is what the Lord's doing in my life. And what he's doing in my life is he's, he's he has quickened my spirit to pursue him. And that's it. To pursue him. And how is that rubbing off on the people around me? They're certainly seeing things. I, I definitely think that at a certain point people are going to start asking for for answers. They're going to have a lot of questions. And that is going to be... You know your opportunity in your little circle, your little sphere of influence to to reap a harvest, you know to reap a harvest. I had the occasion the other day of talking to somebody a twenty five year old person and they said that they had never one time heard the her heard the message of Jesus, not from their parents, not from anyone, not a street preacher, nobody, and you know that's that's where we're at, you know. People don't know the message, and the message that they are are getting from the mainstream church, if you want to call it that, is 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 not repent. You know, repent of your ways, accept Jesus, otherwise hell awaits you. You know, you're gonna burn in the fiery pit of hell. People don't want to hear that message. I, can you imagine? They don't want to hear that. So th- that's what's happened in this world. We've gone soft as Christians. Our message has become a message of half-truths. You know, we we want to tell everybody Jesus loves you. You know, however, if you don't, like, get in under the covering, we, we leave that part out. It's like, Jesus loves you. Yay! That's That's great he does love us but there's a part b and a part c and a part d and a part e f g all that business and and what we've done is we've as a society we've done the cliff version of christianity and it's not working and 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 people are going to suffer but regardless i know that if god is is using somebody like me and put this on my heart He's doing it to lots of people, and lots of people are raising their hands, saying, "Here I am, Lord, use me." I'm sure of that. I'm certainly not the only one, and I know that as people come along, I, you know, this may be a we may be in a forerunner situation, but there's going to come a wave. You know, you're seeing supernatural right now. You're just not aware of it because they don't talk about it on the TV shows or in the media that you watch. But if you go look in, at YouTube and you know, you look at some of these magicians that are running around they're doing super natural Janus and Jambries type, you know, devil stuff. And it's starting small, you know, they're able to manipulate what we can see in front of us. They're able to, you know, screw with matter. The demons that are working with them are, I wouldn't say that they're in control of the demons, but the, you know... That they're in league with are doing the craziest things you've ever seen. You know, you can go look it up on YouTube. Go look up this guy's channel called Zendrius. It's X E N D R I U S. Zendrius. X E N D R I U S. And go look at go look at some of this guy's videos. We're gonna see supernatural stuff. I know that for me in South Beach, I see I see things that are you know defy logic here. You know we have lights in the skies. Sometimes they're those they're not those. I don't. These are like little orbs of white light I've seen, and there's also just this big giant mother light that pops up every now and then that lights up the whole sky and glows in different colors. You can see it. I have a video posted uh, on the website com called, like, Miami Stargate or something like that. It's in there somewhere if you type in the search. But, you know, we're here. We're right here. We are in those days. And, And are you ready? I mean, and not only you, but are the people around you ready? And I know you're facing opposition. I face opposition. Even in my little world, you know, people don't, they certainly don't like uh, confronting their sin. And I, I know for me that when I confront my sin, that causes me to, you know, strive to hold another higher standard. And when I do that, that what that does is that elevates my bar. And those people around me see that I've elevated my bar. They notice when you stop swearing. Listen, for those of you who who just, like I did, don't think that dropping the f bomb and you know cursing m- m- makes a difference. It does make a difference, and if you stop, everyone will notice. After a while, they won't anymore because you just you just won't be a cursor. But if you're a person who curses, people notice that you curse. Especially if you're confessing Jesus, they notice these things. You know that's the thing that that you know is hard as a Christian, is to tell that line, carry your cross, be a good role model. And it's tough. And, and, you know, sin gets in our way and, and it screws us all up and it does it quick. It does it really quick. It's so imperative to not get caught up in the sin that so easily entangles and to run the race that the Lord has marked out for us. It is so important to do these things. Especially right now. I mean, who are they going to go to right now? If you're actually listening to this show and, and, and you know, you're you're one of the people who tune in, you know what's going on. You, you know all about CERN. You know all about, you know, this huge, large Hadron Collider. And for those of you who don't, you know, there's a thing over in Europe that they're smashing particles together at the speed of light, you know, and they're doing stuff that's just mind-bending. You know, and if you're not covered by the blood of Jesus, if you're not under the blood, if you're not walking in His shadow, if you're not hidden under His wings, woe to you in the times that are coming. Woe to you. Because believe you me, boys and girls, the time is coming. As a matter of fact, I don't even believe that. I believe that the time is here now. Yeah, I really do. My brother's a a minister, a pastor of a church up in Boston. And, you know, he's got a very big, deep education in theology and all that business. And even he thinks, and I'm sort of off kilter a little bit, I don't even think that he sees what time it is. What
5: time is it?
1: It's late. It's real It's real late. It's real late, everybody. And if you're not praying for your family, Father God, we just come and we pray for our families right now, Lord. We just lift them up in the name of Jesus. We ask that your will would be done, Lord. Oh, Father God, help them to choose you, Lord. Convict their spirits to choose you, Lord. Activate that. That same thing that happened when Elizabeth saw Mary and she was pregnant with John and he leapt for joy, Lord, activate that same thing in all of our hearts, Lord, that we just know that we know that we know that Jesus Christ is the Lord. Oh, thank you, Lord. Make that root in our families' lives. Help that to grow in their hearts, Lord. Whisper to them. Lord, show them. Lord, we ask for a miracle. We know that you already are, should be seen, Lord, by all these people. But we just ask for a miracle, Lord, for our family and for our family, family, Lord. And for all those surrounding us, Lord, we know that your heart is that nun should perish, Lord. Help our hearts to be that way, too. Change our hearts, Lord. Help us to understand the time in the name of Jesus we ask, believe, and receive. It's late. Do you get it? It is so late. Here's what we're in for. Ready? Are you ready for this? We are in for total, total and utter chaos. For some reason, the Lord has spared us up until this point. But I can tell you this. Come summertime, come June, if they federalize and they're going to, they're going to federalize gay marriage and when that happens the very next day you're going to see the persecution of the church ramp up to such a new level it's it's just going to be unfathomable you see the beast the beast has been unleashed the beast has been unleashed you can expect chaos In the church. And you can expect revolt. You can, you know, I pray, Lord, I pray in the name of Jesus that you would give the church a spine and give her the strength and the courage to stand up, Lord. Right now. In the name of Jesus, we ask, believe, and receive. I have to tell you that when this Supreme Court decision comes down on gay marriage, the very next day you're going to see Gay people hit up just about every church in America and demand that that they get a wedding performed there. And when they don't, you're going to see lawsuits filed and you're going to see churches closed because they can't afford the lawsuits. You're going to see a full-tilt assault. See, you all think that the gay people are all rainbows and butterflies. They're not. They're vindictive and they're spiteful And they are going to put Christianity in the closet. You mark my words. They will push for this Christianity in the Bible to be considered hate speech. But they'll compromise. They'll say, listen, if you just remove this or change this or whatever and never talk about it again. You watch how many churches will say, okay, fine. Woe to you. We'll go look at Revelation. Don't change anything. But you watch; it's just going to be madness, and then you're going to see. I think at that point, when you see churches having to close because they can't afford the lawsuits that are coming against them, when you see the government step in, and and they're going to say that this is a it's a civil rights issue. It's over, everybody. You have to understand this is it's over. This story's already been written, there's an ending, and we're in the middle of it right now. Our government is a government of tyranny. There's no question about it. It's not even anything other than an oligarchy. They're all in it together, and they've made it seem like there are two sides there aren't two sides. There aren't two sides. Not in that situation. There's one side. And then there's the people. So I guess in total there are two sides, but it's really us against them. We've created a, a, a political, social class of of, of monarchs and, and overseers and lords. Imagine if we had... Imagine, substitute the word senator or congress. Men for lord or lady. Maybe if you had to call him lady. You know? Honorable. Are you kidding me? Honor this. We're getting screwed right now. I wonder if CERN just popped off. My ears just went totally willy-nilly. That's crazy. Anyway, folks. It's time to heed the warning. The time for being lukewarm has long since passed. You know, you've got to start writing the word of the Lord on your heart. That's the only way out of this, you know, is for you to get covered right now. You can think that you're doing a wonderful thing by prepping for your physical, but if you're not prepping for your spiritual, you're, you're putting things backwards. You're putting the cart before the horse. You're putting the cart before the horse. time to prep for the spiritual. If you're not already zooming it, you're be, you're way behind. The hour is late. What time do you think is there is? There are plenty of people who believe that the rapture is going to happen in September. I'm one of them. If it doesn't, am I going to be shattered? No. Is it going to matter to me? Yes, of course it's going to matter to me, but am I going to is it going to dent my faith at all? No. You guys who whose faith is you know, wishy washy. You're in, you're in, you're in deep right now because you know even the elect are going to be deceived. You know, if it's possible, so you better make sure that it's not possible to be deceived. You better pray, Lord. We pray to be considered worthy to escape all these things in the name of Jesus. We ask, will even receive this. You better pray, continually pray that you're considered worthy to escape all these things. The hammer's coming. It's coming. I mean, it's coming. The world has gone past the point of no return. There's no question. And see, what you all don't maybe understand is that the Lord's in control, right? The Lord's in control. You say, well, is the Lord in control of ISIS? Yep, he sure is. Go read your Bible, folks. The Lord uses these things as swords. And instruments of judgment. And you can say, oh, well, I don't believe that. Well, then you don't, you know, you are not educated in, in, you know, scholar, biblical things. You don't understand God's M.O., his method of operation. Death and stuff is nothing to the Lord. You understand people come and go. God sends angels to kill people. God sent armies against his own people, Israel. You don't, you don't understand the dynamic. And you can be all, oh, liberal, they don't want to believe in a God like that. You don't have to. Do whatever you want. But, you know, look at what God is allowing. Christians are being massacred. Their heads are being cut off by the dozens, hundreds, thousands. If you don't think that God has a hand in all that, you don't understand God. Right? Because God... Go read the Bible. That's all I have to say. Go read the Old Testament. You have to read it cover to cover. If you read the Bible cover to cover, it'll change your understanding of it. If you were like me and you just ran around for your whole life picking and choosing stuff from the Old Testament and the New Testament and sure, you know, you knew about, you know... Abraham and Noah and Isaac and all that, but you didn't really understand any of the other stuff, and you sort of skipped over it because it was like, "This art thou? Who art they?" and blah blah blah. And then you just skip to the Jesus part. You did the cliff notes, and and you run around your whole life, and you've been fellowshipping with the world and wondering why you're why you're not, you know, on fire for the Lord. It's it's clear. You gotta write the word on your heart. What does that mean? It takes time. It takes commitment. It takes effort. It takes studying. It takes reading. You know what? That's what it really takes is a whole lot of reading and praying and praying and reading and praying and reading and reading, and reading some more. And, you know, I'll tell you a really, really cool thing that happened. This is the more I committed to doing it, the more time it took and the more time it took it pushed all the other stuff out of my life and it continues to push things out of my life on a daily basis it's it's unbelievable what happens you know the Lord aint he doesn't want to share space with anybody or anything you know and he just once you let him come in and start taking over he'll start taking over but you have to be real careful that you keep an open invitation for him to stay there as sin gets in there and suddenly you don't want to get up and pray you understand, or bad behaviors, i.e., sin, and decisions get in your way, and you feel guilty and hypocritical, or whatever it may be. It's a, it's a, it's a, it's part of the process. Everybody, you, you can't run from it, you know. And it, believe me, it's painful, especially if you have habitual sin that you continue to fall into. You know, maybe that was Paul's thorn in the side. You know, stuff that, you know, I know that there are tons of people who struggle with smoking cigarettes I know that there are tons of people out there that struggle with drinking alcohol I know that there are tons of people out there that struggle with the whole marriage thing and premarital sex and their are fornicating and all that business there are people struggling they've, they've been caught up in the sin that so easily entangles and once you're there it's tough man and, and it just gets slippery fast I know, I've been there. I've been there. Believe me, I've been there. I understand. You know, one of the things that I'm a big believer in is that Alcoholics Anonymous truly was a God-sent program initially, and it's just been like everything else. The world perverted it, and it's just been twisted. But that, to me, that's how church is supposed to be run. Like an Alcoholics Anonymous meeting. You know, somebody gets up there, a different person all the time, and shares, you know, shares about their story, and then everybody in the audience relates to it. You talk about your experience, strength, and hope. You know? See, the problem with the church today is there's virtually... I mean, I can't say virtually, but there's no mentorship. You know? Show me the mentorship. Show me the show me the hardcore mentorship. You just don't see it. Because you know what? If you did, the world would be different. Right? The world would be different. The church would be growing, not shrinking. Right? We'd be seeing victory, not defeat. We're getting our butts handed to us. And you know what? We're just going deeper into the cave. No one's fighting. I don't even know what to do anymore as far as all this goes. I mean, I don't know. Do you get out there with picket signs? I don't know. I really don't. I honestly don't know because I I, I fully think that the people who have ears to hear and eyes to see, they're not going to argue. They're going to listen. I think that the time is so short that those people that are out there pushing this agenda, they're not going to be stopped. Do you think that you're going to be able to make a difference and sway the media? Are you kidding? Are you kidding? God's in control. What are you worried about? God's in control. Are you seeking after him? Are you chasing after him? Are you abandoning all these things of the world and going after him? God's in control. God's in control, and I'm going to take a break. Be right back.
3: Q. Howard. I don't have to tell you things are bad. Everybody knows things are bad. It's a depression. Everybody's out of work or scared of losing their job. The dollar buys a nickel's worth. Get up, go to your windows, open them, and stick your head out and yell, I'm as mad as hell, and I'm not going to take this anymore. Things have got to change. How many stations this You've go got 67. You've got to get mad. I know it was to Louisville and Atlanta. we're not going to take this anymore. Then we'll figure out what to do about the Depression and the inflation and the oil crisis. But first, get up out of your chair, open the window, stick your head out and yell, and say...
2: Like radiant diamonds bursting inside us, we cannot contain. Your love will surely come find us like blazing wildfire, singing your name. Got
1: Welcome back everybody, it's JD, you listen to the Neptune Diaries, and I am reckless. I am reckless, I'll tell you what, I live a reckless life, I've abandoned it all. I'm going after Jesus, that's it. You know, I'm chasing after this. I am reckless, I'm reckless. You know, I am literally going to run with reckless abandon after this. I'm going to chase after this prize everybody. I don't care. Hate me, love me, say what you want, doesn't matter. I know what I know, and I know that Jesus is Lord, right? I know that Jesus is my Savior. I am washed in the blood. And you know what? Chase after Him, everybody. You, you know, you can measure some, somebody, some things. You can measure it all by the fruit, by what they're saying. And listen, if they're saying Jesus is Lord, Jesus is Lord and it, and everything they're saying lines up from a biblical standpoint Jesus is Lord Jesus is Lord they're alright with me you know one of the things that I've I've definitely come to understand is God does not like people who complain he doesn't like people who complain about their circumstances and he doesn't well it's not that he doesn't like him don't get me wrong he loves us all but he certainly doesn't appreciate you know moaning Displays faithlessness, you know. He certainly doesn't want Christians running around taking pot shots at each other, regardless. And yes, I totally think that we need to call a a, a, a fruit by a tree by its fruit, that's for sure. But the backbiting, everybody—the backbiting, the, the 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 slinging of mud—you can say what you want about whatever you want and about anyone's ministry you want. Because everybody can say stuff about everybody, and and what a waste of time that is. You understand what a waste of time that is? Because one of the things that I've learned is I don't know God's plans. Is not His plans aren't my plans. That's for sure. And you know, every time we want to make plans, right? And and we want to think we figured it out and we do stuff. This is what happens: the devil just sit here and he laugh at it. You laugh, ha
2: ha ha, ha. Look at these guys moving
1: in their own way, well, moving in their own strength, oh ha ha. ha, ha. Look at them stupid Christians, moving in their own strength. You know, you don't move in your own strength; you move in the Lord's strength. Let God be God. I'll tell you one of the things that the Lord chastised me about when last year. I was in process, you know, I was already like uh, well on my way to getting fired up. And, you know, we were messing with Netanyahu and Israel uh, and Iran and all that. And, And literally I tweeted out, you know, bomb Iran, BB bomb, bomb Iran, you know, God's with you and all that business. And, you know, in that moment, I believed all that, you know, it's like don't mess with Israel and all that stuff. And you know what? Then I re- then I actually read the Old Testament right back back cover to cover front to back and I saw that wow sh- go delete those tweets and repent of that sin repent of 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 stupidity like that how dare I ever say something so stupid how dare I wish for for Israel to take vengeance into their own hands and start launching bombs and attacks and all that. You know, that's not up to me. That's not my decision. Look at all those people in Iran that are coming to Jesus. You know, the Lord tarries because he, his heart is so that none should perish. And here I am like, blah, blah. What a jack wagon I am. You know, Lord, I repent of that. Thank you for showing me the error of my ways. You know, Lord, do your will let your will be done wow thank you father god for showing me how foolish i am you know how the lord showed me how foolish i am through the word through the word of god through the word of god if you're if you're out there wondering why you're languishing you're not in the word of god not enough the more I get into the word of God, the more I realize how far I have to go, the more I realize how stubborn my flesh is, the more I realize all these things in the Bible that talk about, you know, taking every thought captive to Christ and all that stuff and, and and subduing the flesh. I mean, it's a process. you're not always gonna be victorious. Sometimes it's gonna be two steps forward, one step back, one step back. But you gotta keep plugging along. Especially now, if you're tied up in worldly stuff, you know if you're watching tons of television, if you're engaging in stuff, folks, if you're listening, if you're watching Family Guy or that stuff, listen, I love that stuff, and I'll say it again. The guy's evil, they mock Jesus, shame on us for even participating in that at all. You know they've showed clips of Jesus like in a shower, turning around showing himself to. You know, a baby. I mean, it is seriously the kid, Seth MacFarlane. You know, God bless him. Lord forgive him. Lord help him to see him. Let your will be done in his life. You know, in the name of Jesus, we pray for this. But it's it's pure evil. You know, it's pure evil. It's pure evil. If you're if you're fellowshipping with demons, if you're being entertained by demons, you know, shame on you. The Bible says. No, no, no! Uh, uh, uh! Don't do that. You know, I'm not trying to come across as some holy roller. I'm not at all. Believe me, I am the worst of the worst. I have struggled more than most. I would say, you know. Believe me, my my stories in the rooms of Alcoholics Anonymous, you know, are right up there with everybody's. You know what I mean? I have not led a clean, you know, sin-free Christian life like a lot of people say they have. My story isn't that story, you know. I'm one of these guys who I, I'm down with confessing my sins. I know that my journey helps to benefit others. My experience, strength, and hope as a Christian helps to benefit others. I'll tell you a story. I was doing missionary work over in Papua New Guinea, and I was in this little town in the Highlands called Tari, T-A-R-I, Tari in Papua. New Guinea and I was at this lodge called the Ambua Lodge and it was like a free weekend type thing and I had gone up to get the little R&R and I went out during sunset and I was praising the Lord and the Lord literally showed me he's like you know look around you like being up here and I'm like yep he's like look around I looked around and he's like what do you see and I'm like nah it's beautiful on top of my, he's like who do you see and nobody he's like right there's no one up here can't stay up here. You were built for the valley. I didn't understand that I was going to go on, you know, a a 20-year journey like the prodigal son and and run like Jonah you know, and hang out in the belly of the whale partying it up thinking I was having fun. But I I didn't understand that. But I understand now that the Lord allowed me to go down those paths so that I could A, to humble me and make me realize like I'm the dirtiest of the dirty but also too, to give me a story right to help other people relate to so that they can see that they can do it too you know this this whole walk with jesus you know it's it's a long haul and and if you don't do it w- literally one day at a time just like they do in alcoholics anonymous like it's over man it's it's a it's it's hard it's it's much easier for a guy like me to approach my relationship with the lord like from a a one-day-at-a-time perspective, you know, for sure. And for me not to get too big out of my britches and think, oh, I'm something special. I'm not something special. Yes, I'm a child of Christ. I'm an heir to the throne of heaven. But in this space, in this time, in this moment, right here, right now, I am a sinner saved by grace who is literally pressing on towards the prize, man, I'm running my race. And if I fall, if I take a wrong turn, I just got to immediately turn around and come back. You know, my problem was I'd sit down for decades and wonder and be sad about why I got lost. Why did I get lost? And wonder, it's like stupidity. I got lost because I took a sinful turn. It's very simple. You know, life doesn't have to be complicated. You know, my business card, it says Life is simple. And then it says, ask, period, seek, period, knock. Ask, seek, knock. Life is simple. Ask, seek, and knock. That's how simple this that God made this whole journey. Ask, seek, and knock. Like, are you kidding me? Let your request be made known to the Lord. All we have to do is ask, seek, and knock and seek after the Lord. You know, draw near to Him. He draws near to us. I literally, for the majority of my Christian walk, I thought that, I don't, I I just uh, sort of thought that everybody was full of crap, who, those super spiritual Christian people or whatever, you know, who just seemed at peace, you know, they might be going through stuff or whatever, but they just seemed at peace, you know, they had an answer for everything and it was like a Bible answer, well, I realized those people have been modeling their lives, after Jesus' life. They're modeling their behaviors after Jesus' behavior. One of the things that I have found that's paramount and key is, you know, learn scripture. Write it on your heart so when stuff comes up, you can literally answer problems with scripture. Don't answer things with your words. Answer things with the word of God. I mean, that makes sense. And not only does it make sense, it if you apply it, it works. And if you... Continue on your journey with the Lord, you know, and every time you find yourself stopping or digging your feet in or something, know that that's the point where, you know, you're going to take a, a sinful turn. And, and you know, you have two options in that moment. Keep walking or take your sinful turn. problem with taking your sinful turn is you don't know how long it will take. You don't know how long you'll be off track. You don't know how many opportunities you've missed. You know, I've looked at my Christianity from a a negative standpoint in the sense that I I always feel like God's a little upset with me, and and he might be, and he probably is, and my behavior is unacceptable. But what i realize it's not necessarily that he's upset about the sin, because if you really get really deeply into it, God doesn't see your sin. He sees you through Jesus' eyes, right? So your sins are already forgiven, and that's not a blank check to go out and, you know, get hookers. Uh, but God doesn't see your sins. What God is, is upset about is the opportunities you're missing while you're taking your sinful turn, right? Because you're already saved. You're going to heaven, right? If you're saved, you're going to go to heaven. And some people say that you can have your name blot out of the book of life. I don't know about that. You know, I mean, there are there are proofs both ways in the Bible, you know, to keep us on our toes. You know, you could have a pastor prove to you that your name can be blot out of the book of life and then you could have another one sh- point you uh, point scripture out to sh- to back up that you'll never get right out of God's hand. Never, not ever, never. Right? So but regardless of that, for sure there's going to be an award ceremony with trophies and stuff and you might just be sitting in the audience and your name never gets called because you, you, you ain't got no fruit, brother or sister because you were busy trying to groom your own fruit, you know, and that's not how it works. You don't tend to your own tree; God'll tend to your tree. You know, our job is to get out there and you know, save souls, man. Preach the word, save souls. You know, are you fishing? Are you a fisher of men and women? You ought to be, because that's the commandment. You know, that's what Jesus said. You know, you, we all see these things where he talks about the poor and going to prison and all that. You know, you can think about that on, on on yes on that level, but you can also take it on a on another level, which is everybody who doesn't have Jesus is in prison. Everybody who doesn't have Jesus is poor, right? Or they're a widow or they're fatherless. Think about that. Are you are you shining your light for everyone to see? Does, let me ask you this. Let's just say that Supernatural stuff started happening right now. It just started breaking out. Bam! And everything broke down and society collapsed. And it was just hell's bells and it was insanity. Right? Literally supernatural to the point where men's hearts were failing them for fear. Just like the Bible said. All that stuff. Seals are cracking and, you know, angels are hurling senses at the earth. And wormwoods are polluting the waters. And woo! You know, crazy, you know, scorpion-tailed. Locusts are coming up out of the earth, and you know, as in the days of Noah, and just bam, all at once. Who are they going to go to for answers when their minds are blown and their eyes are being rubbed in disbelief, and the the actual deception gets put into play? Who are they going to? Are you? Do you have the answers? Do you have them? Do you have any knowledge about this stuff, or are you going to be in awe and amazement to Even the elect will be deceived. Which camp are you going to be in? You know, which camp? You got to ask yourself. Do you love your family? Do you do you have kids? Do you have parents, brothers, and sisters, friends, and family, co-workers? What's your excuse going to be when when we're standing before? all together before the Lord and, and he separates the sheep from the goats and all your coworkers and stuff over the years look at you and and say, why didn't you tell me? What are you going to say? Oh, uh, you know, I was at work. It was inappropriate. You think that's going to fly? And that has nothing to do with your salvation getting through the gates, but are you kidding? Are you living a life where you're afraid to tell people about Jesus and afraid to tell them about hell because you'll lose stuff? You might lose your job or you might lose some money or you might lose some opportunities. For what? To build your little temporary earthly kingdom, make it a little more comfortable for your stretch here? This isn't your home. Your bank bank account isn't down here. What are you doing? You know what scared me is I, I... Watch so much TV that I could have read the Bible like five hundred times, or you know, however many times so I've spent dec—I literally have spent years, years, and years of my life. Let me say that again: I have spent years of my life watching movies, television, and playing video games—years of my life. Now I could sit here and give you excuses and say, "Well, I've had—I literally have had fifteen knee operations," and blah blah blah. But I've I have spent years watching television, not not out there running my race. My belly of the whale was a couch, and a television, and a, and a joystick. What's 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 your what's your belly of the whale? Let me ask you a question because it's the top of the hour. I'm gonna play a song. But what? Uh, what does the what does the inside of your belly of the whale look like? What prison are you trapped in right now? What woods are you running off into being a prodigal son that you turn have to turn and go back home? When are you going to ask the Lord to let you out of your own personal whale's belly? What's holding you back? Because I don't care where you are in your Christian walk. You could be a pastor of a church, and you could be doing everything right, but there's still more, man. There's still more. We've all got work to do. I'll be right back. This is the Neptune Diaries. God bless you. What is holding you back? Ask yourself that.
4: Imagine that right now you're feeling a bit like Alice tumbling down the rabbit hole. hmm,
2: you could say that
4: I can see it in your eyes. You have the look of a man who accepts what he sees because he is expecting to wake up. Ironically, this is not far from the truth. Do you believe in fate, Neil no, why not? Because I don't like the idea that I'm not in control of my life. I know exactly what you mean. Let me tell you why you're here. You're here because you know something. What you know, you can't explain. But you feel it. you felt it your entire life. That there's something wrong with the world. You don't know what it is, but it's there. Like a splinter in your mind driving you mad. It is this feeling that has brought you to me. Do you know what I'm talking about? The Matrix. Do you want to know what it is? The Matrix is everywhere. It is all around us. Even now in this very room. You can see it when you look out your window. Or when you turn on your television. You can feel it when you go to work. When you go to church. When you pay your taxes. It is the world that has been pulled over your eyes to blind you from the truth. What truth? That you are a slave, Neil. Like everyone else, you were born into bondage born into a prison that you cannot smell or taste or touch. A prison for your mind.
1: you, everybody. If you're about to rock for Jesus, if you're prepping right now, spiritually, if you're out there getting ready, if you're getting ready to rock and roll for the Lord, I salute you. God bless you. I pray safety and peace over your life. I pray prosperity, that the Lord will take care of every one of your needs and supply you with all the things for you and your family that you could ever need in this dire time. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. I ask, believe, and receive for all these things. Some people may sit there and complain and be like, why does he play with those songs and his intros and stuff? And why does his intro song have, uh, you know, the you know Highway to Hell song in it and all that? Well, you know what? Listen to it. It's clever. That's why. And if you think about it, that's where we're at. And you know what? That's the music I grew up on. Do I think it's holy? No. Do I think it's evil? Yes. Why do I use it in my show intro? Because if you listen to the show intro and you dissect it, you'll understand that the world is on a highway to hell and the number of the beast is on is upon us. We are slaves. They are making us into slaves. The world is on a highway to hell. Are you getting off? Get off the off ramp man. Woman, do it now. It's time. You can play all the play on the fence posts all you want with your with your Christianity, but if you're not continuously striving to get up and to do more, you're off. You know, you're off the path, man. Woman, you're off the path. You know, I have lived off the path for decades. Get back on the path. I don't care what you're struggling with. That's the trick the devil uses against us. He comes and he accuses us and he's like, you dirty sinner. You know. I can't tell you how many Christians that I know that, that are, just live under condemnation because they smoke cigarettes or they smoke weed or whatever whatever you do. And do I say, oh, I condone that? No, whatever, man. It's your own deal. You've got to deal with what you've got to deal with. But when the Lord's pulling something out of your life, let him pull it you know and you might struggle and it might be a struggle and it might be a struggle you might struggle and struggle and struggle and struggle for a long time right this is a process don't beat yourself up don't beat yourself up keep struggling for jesus for those people who are out there who are who are you know have no control over their thought life and they're just overwhelmed by the spirit of lust i can tell you Get into the Word consistently. And I and for me, ready? For me, for this Christian, what works for me is I read five psalms and one proverb every single day that corresponds with what day of the month it is. Right? So, in other words, there's 150 psalms. On the first of every month, I read Psalm 1 through 5. On the second of the month, I read Psalm six through ten. Third day, eleven through fifteen. Do you understand? And I read one proverb. There's thirty-one proverbs and there's a hundred and fifty psalms. It's five proverbs, uh, five psalms, and one proverb every day. And what I cannot quantify with words what that did to my relationship with the Lord. How it helped me to get on the path to right relationship with Him. How it explained to me and taught me how to pray. Because how many times do people go before God and they're like, I just don't know what to say. Or they go before God and they, or they won't go before God because they have sin in their life and they feel hypocritical. Well, I can tell you that the Psalms shows you how to deal with all of that stuff. Uh, Specifically, primarily one of my favorite psalms, and I talk about this all the time. And I'm going to continue talking about it all the time because it's so important, right? It's Psalm 51. And it's so important that everybody understands Psalm 51 because it shows you the sanctification process right there. So up close and personal, it's bam, here it is. Psalm fifty one, it shows you what you need to do. And you know what? I do this on a daily basis. Sometimes I need to do it a couple of times a day. You know, but let's go through it. It says Have mercy upon me, O God, according to thy loving kindness, according unto the multitude of thy tender mercies, blot out my transgressions. See we're we're coming to the Lord. Begging for mercy. We're asking him to blot out our transgressions. We're admitting we're sinners right here, right? Verse two, wash me thoroughly from mine iniquity and cleanse me from my sin. Lord wash us, for we as it says, For I acknowledge my transgressions and my sin is ever before me. Do you understand what that means? Lord, we acknowledge our sin. We acknowledge that we are sinners. Lord, we acknowledge that we have done wrong. Lord, and we admit our sin. And we're going to keep it in front of us. And we're not going to try to hide it from you. Because if we try to hide it from you, you can't wash us clean from it. Do you understand, everybody? Acknowledge your transgressions. Keep that sin ever before you. And some people would oh. say, Am I talking about sin uh, that's happened 500 years ago and it's over and done with, and you've repented of it and asked Jesus to remit that sin? No, I'm not talking about those. I'm talking about the ones that consistently pop up in your life that you have trouble dealing with now, that you, that you could potentially cause you to feel hypocritical because you consistently stumble into them, right? What I'm saying is, is if you're a smoker... Or if you're somebody who has an alcohol problem, or a drug problem, or a pot smoking problem, or a, a prescription pill problem, or a pornography problem, that's going to cause division between you and the Lord. And the devil will use that to get you to not go consult with God anymore. Get to it, the devil will use that as guilt to have you to feel like a hypocrite, cause you to feel like a hypocrite, and it'll it'll literally hinder. Your willingness and desire to approach the throne of God and ask for mercy. It's a vicious cycle, but here's the trick. And here's how you get rid of habitual sin. We acknowledge our transgressions and we keep our sin ever before you. We keep our sin ever before him. Our sin is ever before him. Here it is, Lord. Here it is, Lord. I smoke cigarettes. Here it is, Lord. I smoke pot. Lord, I'm struggling. I'm struggling. I'm struggling. I'm struggling. I'm struggling. And yes, I have a pack of cigarettes. And yes, I'm going to smoke one of them. I'm struggling, Lord. Remove this from me. Let me. Change my desires. Lord, I beg you. Whatever. I mean, don't stop is my point. Stop. Don't give up. Keep going. Just like I said in the uh, in the description for the show, don't stop believing. Don't stop. Don't stop believing. Keep going. The Lord is the author and the finisher of your faith. If you're struggling with sin, habitual sin, if you're in that black hole, Keep your sin ever before you. Confess it to the Lord. I don't care if you have to confess it five million times. Maybe on the five millionth time, you will be free from it. We acknowledge our sin before you, Lord. Verse 4, against thee, the only have I sinned and done this evil in thy sight, that thou might be justified when thou speak and be clear when thou judge. You understand? You understand that judgment isn't necessarily a fearful thing. If you've got Jesus, judgment is a good thing for you. It's discipline. You understand? Against thee, the only have I sinned and done this evil in thy sight, that thou might be justified when you speak and clear when you judge, right? So when you get before the Lord, And you confess your sin, right? You become justified. You understand? This is about this is a process, a sanctification process, right? It's very clear. There's no nothing hidden. Uh, Who are you kidding? Trying to hide stuff from the Lord, anyway? But for me, it's always been the hypocrisy. It's the hypocrisy, you know. That I would have the, the hypocrisy of the habitual sin. You know, and that that right there is con, that's an accusation from the devil. You know, the Lord loves you. He wants to free you from all your stuff. Does it take work on your end? Yes. Ready? Verse 4, uh, uh, verse 5. Behold, I was shapen in iniquity and in sin did my mother conceive me. We were guilty from the get-go. Okay. Behold, thou desire, this is important. Behold, thou desirest truth in the inward parts, and in the hidden part, thou shalt make me to know wisdom. Do you understand? And truth, God wants truth in your inward parts, i.e., confess all your junk, even the deepest, darkest stuff. And in that hidden part, right, when you clean out your closet, in other words, God will fill that closet with wisdom. Do you understand? He'll remove your skeletons and fill it with wisdom. Verse 7 Purge me with hyssop, and I shall be clean. Wash me, and I shall be whiter than snow. Do you understand that the Lord is your dad? He's your father. And he wants you to come home. He wants you to come into the house. But you can't get in with mud on. And you're dirty. You haven't showered. You know, you're filthy. Let him purge you with hyssop, and you will be clean. Let him wash you, and you will be whiter than snow. You have to let him. Ask him. Are you? Have you asked him? Verse 8. Make me to hear joy and gladness, that the bones which thou hast broken may rejoice. Do you understand? The Lord will literally break your bones. You know, he crushes you. There's a verse in here about the f- rock falling on you or you falling on the rock right and your bones get broken like let it happen it's a good thing believe me no discipline is wonderful at first it's painful broken bones take time to heal ready hide thy uh where are we Verse 7, verse 8. Maybe we can could... okay. Verse 9. Hide thy face from my sins and blot out all my iniquities. Create in me a clean heart, O God, and renew a right spirit within me. Cast me not away from thy presence and take not thy Holy Spirit from me. Do you understand? This isn't like a once in a lifetime thing. I do this every day. I'm not saying you have to, but I do. Why? Because my flesh wants to battle, man. I'm in the fight. You know, I'm in the fight, not only personally, but I live in a war zone. One of the craziest war zones ever. I need for the Lord to make me to hear joy and gladness. You know, I need my joints, my broken bones to rejoice, right? Lord, please hide thy face from my sins and blot out all my iniquities. Are you kidding me? That's a wonderful thing to ask for on a daily basis. Create in me a clean heart, O God, and renew a right spirit within me. Don't you want that? Verse 11, cast me not away from thy presence, and take not Thy Holy Spirit from me. Why wouldn't you want to ask that every day? Restore unto me the joy of thy salvation, and uphold me with thy free spirit. Then, I, then Check this out. This is what blew my mind when I saw this. Only after all these verses, verse twelve, then in verse thirteen, then will I teach transgressors thy ways, and sinners shall be converted unto me. That's your there, there's your point where you're where you start to, you know, store up treasures in heaven and all that, right? After you go through the sanctification process, after you go through all this, after 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 then, you'll be fit to teach transgressors God's ways and you'll see sinners get converted unto God, right? After the sanctification process. That's very important. As Christians, we try to just skip all the way down to there, and it doesn't work. It does not work like that, right? God has... Do you believe that the the Bible is the Word of God? If you do, then you can't argue that the Lord put this here for us as a model for us to live by. Period. Here it is. Then you'll teach transgressors, right? Deliver me from blood guiltiness, O God, thou God of my salvation, and my tongue shall sing aloud of thy righteousness. Is your tongue singing aloud of thy righteousness? Of the Lord's righteousness? O Lord, open thou my lips, and my mouth shall show forth thy praise. Are you? Are your lips open? Is your mouth showing forth praise? See, check this out, ready? Verse 16, For thou desirest not sacrifice, else would I give it. Thou delightest not in burnt offering. The sacrifices of God are a broken spirit. The sacrifices of God are a broken spirit, a broken and contrite heart. O God, thou wilt not despise. Do you have a broken spirit? Do you have a broken and contrite heart? Are, you, are your lips and your mouth showing forth God's praise? Because that's all he wants. Do you understand? That's all he wants from you. He wants you to live your life in praise. That's your duty. That's, that's what he requires. Do good in thy good pleasure unto Zion. Build thou the walls of Jerusalem. Then shall thou be pleased with the sacrifices of righteousness, with burnt offering and whole burnt offering, then shall they offer bullocks upon thine altar. Do you understand? We're at the end right here, right now. We need to we need to stand on this psalm. Daily, daily. Listen, if it works for me the worst of the worst, it'll work for you. I stand on this daily, and it's not it's it's one of many that I stand on daily. I, I I speak it into existence over my life daily. I can give you some other highlights from the Psalms that are just phenomenal. Psalm nine, verse one: I will praise Thee, O Lord, with my whole heart. I will show forth all Thy marvelous works. I will be glad and rejoice in Thee. I will sing praise to Thy name, O Thou Most High. I mean, that's something that I need to do every day, right? Psalm one forty-five: I will extol Thee, my God, O King, and I will bless Thy name for ever and ever. Every day will I bless Thee. And I will praise thy name forever and ever. Great is the Lord, and greatly to be praised, and his greatness is unsearchable. My mouth shall speak the praise of the Lord, and let all flesh bless his holy name forever and ever. That's a wonderful thing to say every day. That's another thing, that's a wonderful thing to contemplate every single day, right? Psalm 31, verse 1, In thee, O Lord, do I put my trust. Let me never be ashamed. Deliver me in thy righteousness. Bow down thine ear to me. Deliver me speedily. Be thou my strong rock, for an house of defense to save me. For thou art my rock and my fortress. Therefore, for thy name's sake, lead me and guide me. Pull me out of the net that they have laid privily for me, for thou art my strength. Into thine hand I commit my spirit. Thou hast redeemed me, O Lord God of truth. Why wouldn't you want to speak that over your life every single day? See, that's what the Bible is for. It's not only for instruction and whatnot, but it's to literally give us God's words to speak over our own lives. That's the, Therein lies the power. Why My words are stupid. I don't know, right? God knows. Why not let your dad do your talking for you? Why not let Jesus do your talking for you? Doesn't that make sense? Right? Doesn't doesn't letting the word of God be your words make sense? It does to me. Ears to hear, eyes to see, baby. Psalm 109, help me, O Lord, my God. I need help every single day. Psalm 109, verse 26. Help me, O Lord, my God. O save me according to thy mercy. Verse 27, that they may know that this is thy hand that thou, Lord, has done it. Check that out. Ready? Did you see that? Not only is the Lord going to help you, right? I'm asking the Lord to help me. But then double it up, Lord, and let everybody know. And how does that happen through my mouth, my lips, my words? Hey, JD, how are you? I am redeemed and blessed and a favored child of the Lord. Hallelujah. God bless you. Jesus loves you. Praise the Lord. That should be our our answer every minute of every day. I don't care if you're at work. What are you going to say to those people when when they separate when Jesus separates the sheep from the goats? And all your coworkers just Look at you in shock that you knew and didn't even share with them. Do you realize how many people don't have, have never heard the real story of Jesus, the truth about Jesus? Oh, lots of people. God help us. God help them. God help you, everybody. God help all of us to preach the word every minute of every day. Okay, ready? Another awesome one. Psalm 118, verse 24. This is the day which the Lord hath made. Ready, what does it say we will do? We will rejoice and be glad in it. Oh, this is my new favorite one. Psalm 122, verse 6. Pray for the peace of Jerusalem. They shall prosper that love thee. Peace be within thy walls and prosperity within thy palaces. For my brethren and companions' sakes, I will now say, Peace be within thee. Because of the house of the Lord our God, I will seek thy good. Lord, we pray for the peace of Jerusalem. We pray for those persecuted Christians. Let your will be done. I pray this every day now, right? And I'm not saying, oh, look at me. I'm so super spiritual. No, I'm not. I'm a pig. Do you understand? My first inclination is as a dog goes back to his vomit, I want to go back to the trough. Do you understand? I have to do this every day. And you know what? The benefits are way on the upside. Whew. Psalm 140. Keep me, O Lord, from the hands of the wicked. I need that every day. I live in wicked town, man. I live in South Beach, Miami. Preserve me from the violent man who have purpose to overthrow my goings. Right? Don't you need protection from that? I want that every day. Psalm 141. Lord. I cry unto thee. Make haste unto me. Give ear to my voice when I cry unto thee. Let my prayer be set forth before thee as incense, and the lifting up of my hands as the evening sacrifice. Set a watch, O Lord, before my mouth. Keep the door of my lips. Incline not my heart to any evil thing, to practice wicked works with men that work iniquity, and let me not eat of their dainties. Do you understand? I need that every day. Yesterday ready? I'll confess some sin to you. Yesterday, I was out on a bike ride in South Beach. I was going to the store and this guy, at a red light, we had the green, uh, you know, the walk sign and and this guy like came and, you know, was screaming up to the walk uh, crosswalk and then came halfway into it. And I looked at him and I used the F-bomb. I looked at him and I was like, and I looked him right in the and I listen in that moment. What do you think my where was my spiritual victory there? Where was Jesus in that moment? Because my flesh was ready to fight, man, and like go bonkers, you know. Lord, forgive me for that. I repent of that sin again in the name of Jesus. See, I'm a big believer. If the Lord brings something to your mind, now I think there's a difference. The devil can bring stuff to your mind too, but I certainly think that there's a difference, and you should know the difference. But if you have a sinful past that that comes flying to your mind, you know, repent of that sin and ask Jesus to remit that sin in His precious name, right? Ask for that sin to be remitted in the name of Jesus, wiped clear of your record, right? So that you don't have to think about it anymore. It's over with. And when the Lord brings, so I think that's one of the big problems. Is I didn't understand repentance or how to how to do that and how to go through my you know my my backlog. Alcoholics Anonymous taught me a lot about that. It's called the four step. You know, you're going through your inventory. Where have I been wrong? Where are these patterns? You know, these nimrodic, worldly path patterns. Where are they set up in my life? Where are the strongholds in my life? I want to be free. I've spent 40 years of my life being tied up by the devil, you know. A lot of knots. You know, you can either take a scissor to them or you can fiddle with them with your own hands, you know, or take the Lord's Holy Spirit, you know, the the sword of truth and swipe that thing clean, man. Woman, do it, you know, as fast as you want that's where that's the that's the kind of healing that the Lord has for you as fast as you let him the Lord will take you to where he wants you to be as fast as you will let him listen i get it man I, I, woman i totally dig my heels in still to this day i'm that much of a jack wagon you know but it's consistently trying to capture my thoughts to christ capture my flesh to christ consistently you know We're in a battle. How many people forget that? Because you're entertained or you live in a little cushy life. You're entertained. Your your thoughts are on things of this world. You don't even know we're in a fight. We're in a battle. We're in a total war. A raging war. A cosmic war. With the consequences of eternity. Eternal consequences for you and your family and everyone that you know. Let me say this when it talks about remove blo- remove us from blood in Psalm fifty one when it says ah uh, and it says deliver me from blood guiltiness, O God, thou God of my salvation, and my tongue shall sing aloud of thy righteousness. Do you know what blood guiltiness means? Think about it. I can tell you what it means to me. Every person that you speak to, you, have, you if you know Jesus, you've got the good news. And if you don't share it with them, that's blood on your hands. That's right. Oh, I'm at work. I can't do it. It's inappropriate. You think that's going to matter once you cross over when we're standing there, sheep and goats time? When the Lord's separating the sheep from the goats? Or do you think that's going to fly? What about that person's eternal salvation? Do you not care about that? Oh, well, but if I say something, I might get fired, and then I can't provide for my family. Are you providing for your family? Does the Lord provide for your family? I'm just saying. Listen, I'm not telling you what to do. I'm not telling anybody what to do. Do you know? I'm telling you what I do. You know. And you know, I I don't live a life where I have to go and have a coworker. I, I don't care about money. You know, I barely exist. I barely scrape by and pay my rent. You know. I do as little as possible so that I can do a lot for the Lord. You know, seek after the Lord with the majority of my time. I don't, I don't, I certainly don't give 40 hours a week to the Nimrod system. No way. My goal is to preach the words to know God and to make him known. I don't care about Ferraris and Lamborghinis and houses and mortgages and all that crap. I just don't care. I wear the same clothes over and over again. That's a luxury living in Florida, you know, whatever. I can wear a swimsuit all the time. But I I just don't. I don't do any of the flashy stuff. I don't care. I have a bike. I have a bicycle. And, oh, I can't live my life like that. Well, you know what? You have no idea. You have no idea. God's your provider. And and, and if you seek the Lord, you truly seek the Lord, I can truly tell you that he's going to tell you to tell everybody about Jesus. Let your light shine. You know why? Because he said it in his word. Right? He said it in his word. Let your light shine. Let your light shine. Look at that. Another half an hour. Look at that. I'm going to take a break before we tie the show up. God bless you.
6: church in America is going to suffer so terribly. And we laugh now that they will come after us, they will come after our children. They will close the net around us while we are playing soccer mom and soccer dad, while we are arguing over so many little things and mesmerized by so many trinkets. The net, even now, is closing around you and your children and your grandchildren, and it does not cause you to fear. You will be isolated. From society, as has already happened. Anyone who tries to run for office who actually believes the Bible will be considered a lunatic until finally we are silenced. We will be called things that were not and persecuted not for being followers of Christ, but for being radical fundamentalists who do not know the true way of Christ, which of course is love and tolerance. You'll go down as the greatest bigots and haters of mankind in history. They've already come after your children. And for most of you, they got them. They got them through the public schools and indoctrination and the university and indoctrination. And then you wonder why your children come out not serving the Lord. Because you fed them right into the devil's mouth. So little by little, the net is closing around. And then it's not little by little. Look how fast things are going downhill just in a matter of weeks. Matter of weeks. But at the same time, know this, persecution is always meant for evil, but God always means it for good. And is it not better to suffer in this life to have an extra weight of glory in heaven? You must settle this in your mind. This is the one thing I want to say over and over. Do not... Believe, down through history, you have a wrong idea of martyrdom and persecution. You think that these men were persecuted and martyred for their sincere faith in Jesus Christ. That was the real reason, but no one heard that publicly. They were martyred and they were persecuted as enemies of the state, as child molesters, as bigots. As narrow-minded, stupid people who had fallen for a ruse and can contribute nothing to society, your suffering will not be noble. So your mind must be filled with the word of God when all people persecute you and turn on you, and if the spirit of God and common grace pulls back and you see even your children and your grandchildren tossing in the lot that you should die, this is no game. You want revival and awakening, but know this. For the most part, great awakenings have come only preceding great national catastrophes or the persecution of the church. I believe God is bringing a great awakening, but I believe that He is raising up young men who are strong in trust in the providence of God to be able to wade through the hell that's going to break loose on us. And it will be on us before we even recognize it. Unless, unless in God's providence he is not done, he is not done. And note, this is, this is not silly talk. Apart from a great awakening, these things are going to come upon you. Be ready to lose your homes, your cars, and everything.
4: Open your eyes.
0: open
1: your Welcome back everybody. Welcome back. This is the JD. This is the Neptune Diaries. You are tuned in and turned on. I love Paul Washer. I love preachers who tell it how it is. I love preachers who don't monkey about with sin and the message. See, I was a guy who got saved when I was a kid from the message of Turner Burn. Mine, My lot, my lure that got me was Turner Burn. You know, when people know the truth of what awaits them when they cross over, they may choose to not believe in hell. Well, they will when, when they're faced with it. Believe that. But my, you know, my ears heard hell. Loving Savior saved me from hell. Right? People have an understanding that it's God that puts them into hell. No, it, you put yourself in hell by rejecting God. And that's the way that I see it. And we can go round about that if you like. Because, in fact, God is the one that banishes you there, but it's yourself. You, 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 in fact, have had ample opportunity, people. God is a very, very fair judge. He sent his only son, Jesus, to die for us, to take our sins upon himself, so that we could have fine forgiveness, so that when the Lord sees us, he sees us through Jesus' eyes. That's a beautiful thing. If you don't know Jesus, I highly recommend crying out to him. Ask, seek, knock. Ask him to come into your life. Cry out to God. Say, Lord, show me the truth. God is faithful. God is faithful. He will reveal his son Jesus to you. He will. You've known since you were in that womb. Go look at the story of Jesus, and when he was in Mary's womb and John was in Elizabeth's womb, before they were even born, John knew that Jesus was the Lord, King of kings, Lord of lords, the Savior of man. He knew. I believe you knew too. Make a decision for him. Do it now. Don't wait. If you're a Christian out there struggling, if you're if you're involved in stuff you're involved in sin, if you're caught up in a snare, beg the Lord to free you from it. Beg the Lord. Keep your sin ever before you. Time is short, everybody. Time is so short. You know, we didn't hardly even talk about news today. You know, we we, we barely scratched the surface of, of what's going on in the world. I mean, think. ISIS. Fukushima. No one talks about Fukushima anymore. Think about that. Nobody talks about Fukushima. What Fuka? What is that? Sushi? You know, we've just that alone has pushed the earth past the point of no return. So just just off of the nuclear disaster and the pollution that is dumped into our ocean, we've killed ourselves. Right? Nobody stepped in to clean that mess up. The mess is still there. We legitimately have pushed past that point. Do you understand? There's Jade Helm. Let's talk about Jade Helm. Jade Helm. Jade Helm, Jade Helm, Jade Helm. You know, but what are you going to do? Honest. The only thing that you can do at this point is either flee or mentally prepare for it. Spiritually prepare for it. Because that's how you do mentally prepare for it. Is spiritually, right? You wanna you wanna get sorted out for this whole thing that's coming. That you know that we are supposed to be praying that we are counted worthy to escape. If you get caught behind that, the only thing that's gonna matter is that you are straight with the Lord. All these preppers prep all you want. That's great, but prep spiritually first. That's step number one. You know, things are going crazy. Iran's getting a nuclear bomb. I mean, what do you think's going to happen when Israel launches against Iran? That's going to rile up the Vlad, good old Vlad and the Russian bear. That's going to form a coalition. You want to unify Muslims and have them stop fighting each other? Have Israel make a move and punch somebody in the face. Watch them all unify with Russia and with China. Imagine that. Have you read the Bible? Have you read the Prophets? I mean, come on. It's right there. Can not you see that? Think about that one. Israel, first strikes Iran. What is the fallout from that? Just imagine. Wow. It'll unify the Muslim world. And the Muslim world will unify with Russia and China. And everybody will go against Israel. It's just a, it's just right there on the wall. You just gotta read the Bible to see. Wait till Iran messes with Israel and God utterly supernaturally intervenes and just you know. You can read about that in uh what Bill Salas's book, The Prophecy of Elam. There are really amazing times ahead. But those amazing times are going to be coupled with horror and tribulation like the world has never seen. Just like Jesus said, right? That's that's where we're at, folks. That's the doorstep that we're, that we're standing upon. Are you ready for it? Is your family ready for it? I mean, spiritually, not, not physically. I have no control. I can't help you prepping for it physically. I can help you prep for it spiritually. You know, I can show you what I'm doing on a daily basis to get myself ready. Because I can tell you that when this does start to break out, you will see, you know, the Lord coming back in power. You will see an outpouring of the Spirit, I believe, that you're going to see miracles again. Let's face facts. I don't care who you are. I don't care what kind of a Christian you are. If you know, do I believe in miracles? Yes. Have I seen any? No. No, I have not. I've seen magic tricks that you know were demonic, but I have yet to see a miracle. I have felt weird healing stuff, right? I've touched that, but from a demonic angle at one point in my life, maybe two. But I've definitely understood that there's a power that's unexplainable by science to date anyway uh, but miracles are gonna be upon us very shortly and and you know the Lord's gonna I believe dish those out to the ones who have been faithful, the ones who are prepared who have gone through this process. You know, if you're fornicating with demons and you're living a lifestyle, you know, in sin, do you think that the Lord, if he can't trust you now, how is he going to trust you then? And I'm not, listen, we just have to be an open vessel and all that, and he can do whatever he wants in a minute, but I don't know. For me, it just sort of seems prudent to be on the safe side of this whole thing because I want to be in the, you know, I want to be first in line when he start handing out gifts. And I don't mean, you know, toys I mean spiritual gifts. You know, can you imagine if suddenly you're you're dropping healings all over the place in the name of Jesus and God's getting all the glory through your physical? Imagine the power of the Lord coursing through your veins and through your body. Yes, we have the Holy Spirit now, but imagine when, you know, we're imbued with power. Imagine that. You can say, "Oh, I oh, we're in power now, really show me a miracle, man. everybody's got a camera and a video camera, everybody and I haven't seen one thing on YouTube. If you want to send it to me, you know send it on send it on through. Go to the website and email me www.neptunediaries.com email me some youtube miracles, you know, in the name of Jesus, because everything else is not in the name of Jesus, it's of the devil. But you show me some YouTube miracles. Because that's what will happen. You're going to start seeing miracles on YouTube. You're going to start seeing miracles on YouTube. Full-blown, unbelievable miracles. Now, I don't know. I don't know if that's going to happen before or after the rapture. I'm not sure. What I do know is I don't know. And so I just better be ready right now. So people want to argue about the rapture. It's a fun thing to argue about, but but don't get upset about it. You know, you can be proven that 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 rapture theory can be proven both ways. And the people who prove that it's not going to happen, you know, however they what whatever their standpoint is, whatever their timeline is, those people don't have any concrete evidence either way, right? And I think that the Lord did that on purpose to keep us on our toes keep us watching, right? Because that's what it says, keep watch. And the, actually, if you think about it, the whole rapture argument is causing everybody to keep watch. So, ha the Lord works in mysterious ways and they're not ours, that's for sure. That's for sure. Right, what are you doing to prep today? Are you going to cut out some time for the lord you know the only way you get to know people is by spending time with them if you don't want to go sit with the lord call him on the phone it sounds stupid i know but you know what i mean honestly are you spending time with the lord spend time with the lord start small it'll get big give the lord an opportunity to work in your life untie his hands see he's not coming in uninvited he's not coming in uninvited you gotta invite him in. It's not just a once in a lifetime thing. It's I, I do it often. Lord, come on in. Clean clean up this house. You know? Come on in. I I trash my house. It's so easy for me to come in and trash my house. And nobody sweeps it clean like the Lord. Nobody washes me throughly like the Lord. Right? And I need to do that daily 'cause I'm a pig. And my flesh wants to go back to the trough. You know? My dog wants to go back to his vomit. Ugh, so gross. My dog wants to go back to his vomit. You understand? Our flesh is brutal. You know, in Alcoholics Anonymous, they have a saying where they would say, you know, while you're in here being sober, your disease is inside of you doing push-ups and the minute you you know you give it an angle he's going to come out stronger than before and you know it ties right into the whole what Jesus said about the demon who you know gets kicked out of the house and he comes back to find it empty and he comes screaming and partying with seven more i mean we don't have that luxury anymore time is too short your family means more your friends mean more the people that you come come, come in contact with on a daily basis need to let your light shine You need to be about the Lord's business now, not yours. Listen, your business is gone. It's over. Look at all the the countries of the world are joining the Chinese bank. I mean, we are in for tough times ahead. Do you know the Lord? Are you sorted out spiritually? Have you accepted Jesus into your life? Have you repented? Are you on the path? Are you working out your salvation with fear and trembling? Are you running the race that God has marked out for you? Are you seeking God? Are you drawing near to him so that he'll draw near to you? What are you focused on? Are you focused on a a new toy that you're saving up for? Are you focused on a vacation? What are you looking forward to? If Jesus isn't in the top of that, if he's not on the top of that list, you are way off base. You're way off the path. Let me ask it again. What are you looking forward to? Your answer should be Jesus has soon returned. That's the only right answer. Not your wedding. Not anything other than that. Am I saying don't live life? No. But live it in right perspective. Ask the Lord for His eyes on this thing. Ask Him for His vision. Ask Him for His heart. Ask Him to replace your heart with His so that you understand the lost and how eternity is eternal, and that people are going to be judged for eternity, and that the Lord doesn't want any of that. He wants none to perish. Are you taking part in helping to, you know, soothe the Lord's heart? Are you Are you taking part in that mission? What are you doing today to seek after the Lord? What are you doing to draw near to Him? Listen, I'm not sitting up here on a soapbox what I'm doing. I'm just telling you what I do. Telling what the Lord's telling me to to get out there. These are not my words. The Lord's coming soon and He loves everybody. Everybody within the sound of my voice and everybody who might ever hear this. He loves everybody. He doesn't want anybody to perish. Are you taking part in that? Listen, come to the Lord. If you don't know Him, to get to know him now. Ask him into your life right now. Say, Father, God, thank you for sending Jesus. Lord, I, I accept him into my heart right now. I ask you to be the Savior and Lord of my life. Thank you, Jesus, for dying on the cross for my sins. Thank you, Father, for raising him from the dead. And Lord, let my life be a beacon of light to this dark world. Lord, let 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 people find salvation through my life, Lord, through the words that come out of my life. Lord, let my life be an example. Lord, let people find salvation. Sorry about that. Lord, let people find you. Lord, let my life be an example of what you can do in people's lives, Lord. Just ask this belief for this and receive this in the name of Jesus. Listen, if you're seeking the Lord, if you just ask him into your heart, God bless you. Shoot me an email. Let's pray. Let's Let's pray together Alright guys, till tomorrow Boys and girls, I'll see you tomorrow God bless you, I love you Lay them down, man. put put everything at the cross Lay everything down at the cross God bless you, i love you till tomorrow Come
2: down to the river Come and let